Crash in Welcome back to another episode of Fresh and Buds. It is episode 41. I'm so excited to be here. I'm Tommy Fresh. You are all my buds, and I'm joined by a great bud of mine, Mr. Az from Go Again Gaming. Uh, you know him. He's got the beautiful hair. You know, I know we're on audio right now, but you can just picture it. I'm looking at it on, on a webcam right now. And, oh, my God. It is beautiful and luscious. I'm so happy to have you back, my friend. How are you? Yeah, I'm. I'm good. To, uh, I'm good, mate. I'm good to be back. But although I am sobbing that I could not get to New Jersey to meet you, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, there'll be a time and a place, maybe next year. Um, but yeah, I'm good. Apart from that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, obviously, it would have been great to meet you there. But I, I would love. I would love for us to meet in, on your home turf as well. You know, there, I, I have one more pro quest, right? Uh, you know, as of recording this, and if I win the pro quest, I, I will go to France, and I hope to see you there. Hopefully. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's go then. <laughs> let's do that. Make whatever it takes to get him to a pro quest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, my my chances aren't great, as as many people know. I play Leviathan. However, I did top eight a a pro quest last weekend at Owl Central Games in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, so uh, home of Amish com- uh, country. Are you familiar with the Amish uh, at yeah, all? Yeah, yeah, I'm f- familiar with the culture and what have you. But, um, but yeah, I mean that's uh, that's amazing that you made top four of Leviathan. <laughs> yeah, well, only great. top eight. I lost in the in the the first round of the top eight, but uh, it was fun just uh, rolling those scab skins and and smashing with some claws. It, it was a lot of fun, and uh, maybe I'll throw the deck list in in the show notes for people if they're interested. Uh, yeah. But uh, before we get into everything, I do want to kind of thank uh, our sponsor, which is all of you, you know, on the Patreon. Uh, you know, it's uh, the Patreon has uh, been around for a little bit now, and, and you know, I, I put on some you know fun little extra things for for folks. Nothing really behind a paywall, outside of some random ramblings that I throw out there sometimes, and and uh, and and that's really it. But uh, if if you're interested in supporting the show, keeping the the mics hot. Uh, you know, the lights on here at Casa de Fresca, uh, you know, check it out. And the, the information for that will be in the show notes. But I want to get to you, Mr. As. First of all, yeah, welcome it's been back. A while, wasn't it? It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. We, we've chatted, you know, we, we chat quite a bit, but we haven't we haven't hopped on the mics in, in quite a while. Uh, I, I'm excited. We, we did do the Everfest, uh, your your Everfest video, which was quite, oh, yeah. <laughs> quite the marathon. Was, yeah. That's going to be similar to what we're doing today. I mean, people that are, uh, you know, don't know, we've got uh, another podcast to do today, haven't we? So it's going to be a very, very long night for both of us. Um, yeah. We're, yeah, we're hopping, one, on, yeah, we're hopping yeah. on the flesh and pod. Uh, uh, you know, they're those fine folks over there. We're gonna we're doing this one, then we're hopping right onto that one. And yeah. uh, <laughs> at this point, we're 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 marathon speakers. At this uh, we point are, yeah. in time. <laughs> but absolute going to fatigue yeah <laughs> oh man that's a good name for a podcast and, oh, it is. <laughs> but i i want to i want to you know before we hop into anything you know crazy in, in the main topics i want to i want to hear a little bit about what you've been up to since we last chatted yeah so um 
just a, like a few a few different projects. It's the things I've slowed down for for me for a, a little bit recently. Um, but that's only because you know sometimes you have to take a break a little bit and just reassess as to what what content you want to do, what you want to put out, and you know that's how you make the best stuff, isn't it? You know you have to you have to put out what you're passionate about. So I'm starting. Obviously, the UPF series is carrying on strong. I'm editing the the, the third video of that now. Um, those take ages to do, um, so I'm always happy when those come out because uh, they go up on Red Zone Rogue's channel and Dear Mamada's channel as well, and it gets quite a lot of reach. Um, I've uh, had a few sort of retweets from like the professor at Tolarian Community College about it as well. So that's the main thing that I sort of focus on at the moment is the UPF stuff. Um, but then you know, starting to do little like a little commoner show, which I have to get get you on at some point to play Leviathan as a commoner deck. Absolutely. If you could throw one together for me, <laughs> I already have one built. I'm I'm I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> we oh, just gotta find the job. time. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, just yeah, I'm still loving the game, still loving Flesh and Blood, and loving the the community aspect of it as well. Like Twitter has just blown up recently over the last couple of months, uh, with all these wonderful ladies coming into the game as well, and other sort of personalities that are coming into it. Um, and I'm looking forward to again the moment we're filming this. Uh, Flake's about to release uh, an awesome podcast with loads of awesome ladies on as well. So it's just great to see that the diversity is continuing continuing to grow, and I think that's a massive factor for the game growing as well as all the casual formats like commoner and upf and stuff being played at large events i think is another thing which is going to be uh which is going to be good going forward so just in, just enjoying watching all that sort of stuff grow over last month uh, over the last couple of months or so really yeah yeah and, it, and you know I'm, I'm glad you mentioned uh, a lot of the the great people have kind of come out into the community and and, and you know of all different you know backgrounds and and, and genders and and, and yeah. everything and, and, and I, I can't help but you know put out the idea into the world that it's more players is always good for the game and and, and that should be the goal for LSS and, and us as content creators it's very good to see and, yeah. and you mentioned your UPF series uh, now uh -huh. the, the beautiful thing about you know I know you mentioned it takes a long time to edit and you know I yeah, can't yeah. even imagine <laughs> I can't even <laughs> imagine taking that on and, and you're really you know quite the trooper for doing it but uh the beautiful thing is it's not really you know time uh i guess dependent is the word i'm looking for maybe uh it, it doesn't need to have a, a sort of time relevance because you know it's it's totally casual you don't have to worry yeah. about anything kind of changing in a meta or anything you are just sitting down with yeah. with some of your friends and and playing upf mm -hmm. And you, yeah. you say that the, the reach has been great. How has the reception been? Are, are people, you know, really getting into UPF at this point? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, a lot a lot of people have, you know, so some people have even said, um, oh, this is like this is like the Flesh and Blood series of Game Nights. Are you familiar with Game Nights? I am, I am. I've heard of them, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just the reception has been really good. Obviously, there's been some constructive criticism as well with regards to like audio and uh, certain things like live totals not showing and stuff. So, yeah, it's a learning curve. But again, it's as you say, it's, it's a very evergreen piece of content for this for, for the sheer fact that you are just sitting down and playing a stupid game with all these weird decks <laughs> um, that is not dependent on you know, the contemporaneous of what you should be playing. In, in the meta for whatever reason so yeah that's that's why you know I, I always used to love um commander and it's a similar sort of similar sort of vibe to that just you know bunch of bunch of people having fun um so yeah hope to continue that 
Yeah, and, and since we've last talked, they, they kind of officially recognized UPF in, in a more official way after FAT yeah. 2.0. And has that really changed anything for you? Or are you, just guys, you guys just uh, rolling with it as you were? Now, I know that the, there was one major rule change. I believe you use a young hero now as opposed to an adult hero. So yeah, you just you just you just use blitz decks now, which is good because you know if you look at the the fact that UPF was very mo very much its own format, it was like CC CC decks but with young heroes. Mm -hmm. So it was hard to sort of get your head around it. But now you can just bowl up to a UPF table with a blitz deck and you're ready to go. So I think the streamlining of that is a lot a lot better. Um, but uh, saying that the, the the video that I'm editing at the moment, we are still using the old rules, but every video after that will be the new rules. Um, so, uh, but yeah, we haven't really noticed much difference. I think with, uh, the fact it's blitz, you get to see more of your deck. So if you've got certain weird janky lines in there that you want to see, you'll probably will be seeing them a lot more in, uh, cause it's the fact it's a smaller deck. Um, that's a cool so, thing, uh, that I've, I've noticed even, you know, something that I realized when I draft a lot, since that's a 30 card deck, uh, I pick cards and I'm like, you know, in, in traditional draft with like, like magic the gathering there's always a chance that you you don't see the card that you draft you don't see the really cool card that you you picked up in draft but in in fab draft you're gonna see every card in your deck most likely yeah exactly at, at least in in 90 of the games and, and that's a yeah. cool thing especially when you bring the the smaller deck to the upf table where you want to mm -hmm. do all that crazy wacky stuff yeah. which is which is really fun now exactly uh when when can we expect this next uh episode of the series to come uh i think it should be within the next week or so uh tentatively speaking because yeah it takes a while um to do but yeah i think it's within the next within the next few weeks don't know what the date will be uh but yeah it should be should be fairly soon be after this podcast comes out i expect yeah definitely yeah the podcast will come yeah. out tomorrow as as we're recording now nice. Speaking of podcasts, you recently started one with uh, the Red Zone Rogue and and our bud here at the at the Fresh and Buzz podcast, Bill Bill from Spike Feeders. Uh, can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So um, it was it was more of a basically a little bit of a behind the scenes thing here. Like whenever we record our sort of UPF games, it's always me, Bill, and Kel sat around for like three hours afterwards just chatting garbage about flesh and blood basically <laughs> so we were just like right this this time that we spend chatting all this stuff about about fab maybe we should just turn it into a into a thing and uh, and so we did so it's going to be a, a a podcast about just encapsulating you know all aspects of the game rather than just like competitive stuff it's going to be you know characters and lore and weird cards and flavor and we will we will delve into some strategies but none of us are top eight competitors or anything like that so it's just a more of a sort of what's happening now you know tweet of the week question of the week that sort of stuff um so uh so yeah just more of an excuse to just chat more uh about flesh and blood in all aspects of it really yeah and what's the name of the podcast the Living Legends podcast. Um, so because currently, we are all alive and we are all legends, you know? <laughs> so currently the podcast is you, Kel, Bill, yeah. uh, assumedly Chain and, and Starvo as of Uprising coming out. Those were, yeah, and I right, guess yeah. Young, young Viscerai. <laughs> yeah, they all, they all make an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome, man. I mean, you know, as a, as a huge fan of podcasting and listening to podcasts, I, I love I love seeing more podcasts out there, and, and I, I think they, they really do 
have a, an importance in, in the content sphere for the game. Uh, you know, and maybe I, I'm a little bit biased, but, you know, I, I, I do believe that truly. I, and I listen to a lot of the, the other guys out there and, and uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's awesome to see you guys do it. And I'm excited to, I, I haven't, I haven't, I, the first episode was like three hours long. I haven't yeah, sat down yeah, and listened to it yet, but yeah. you know, that might be after yeah. we, uh, you know, I need a break from talking. I'll, I'll have to pop you guys on and, uh, and, yeah, yeah. and jam it out, but. I mean, going forward, they will be they will be shorter. It's just that the um, you know we we just wanted to get you know a big massive marathon thing out there of all the questions that we that we had from the you know when Kel put it out, it was like give us a question. There was loads of questions on there, so we just thought we're just going to do them all, uh, and then from from then on, we'll have a sort of structure that we follow. But yeah, it was good fun. Um, nice, nice. So looking forward to doing more of it. Very excited to check it out. Now, do you have any other projects on the horizon? You did mention Commoner. Now, this is a new series yep. you're doing. We're going to talk a little bit about Commoner this episode, but mm -hmm. uh, can you give us a little insight on that? Yeah, so it was similar. It will be similar to my um, the other series that I started and then stopped doing. Um, but that's that's only because um, the other series I was doing was more sort of. You know, it was sort of tailored to, towards more sort of competitive play, albeit I'm not really a competitive person. Um, so everyone was bringing their sort of good decks and I was just getting smashed left, right and centre. So it was just me losing constantly. Um, <laughs> but I think with Commoner, it does level the playing field a bit and you do have to think about the the fact that it's very, very restrictive card pool. And again, I just want to do the same thing, you know, get random people on that are involved in the community and just playing, uh, playing some jank. So I think that's definitely speaks to me more as a as a creator rather than actually just playing my azalea deck over and over again which is just going to lose every time um but um yeah, yeah it's a uh, common commoner chaos series commoner chaos i was about to ask what's, what was the name commoner chaos which i love <laughs> <Yeah>. that name <laughs> yeah. just... of alliteration cc <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the other cc so the other I... cc yeah <laughs> i love it i yeah now you know I, I, and i believe most of the listeners out there most of the buds out there are familiar with your your stuff but you know yeah uh, if anybody isn't i i definitely recommend it's always a ton of fun to watch and uh, yeah. you know, you know, I'm 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 excited to be on uh, the yeah. quote unquote CC uh, series yeah. <laughs> coming up now. You're, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. you'll have it. You're 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 more than welcome to come on to play Levi or any sort of brute. Oh yeah, it's it's gonna be Levi. I you know I've yeah I've I've been down the Rhinar road. I think you know what I'm I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, and and yeah. Ko Ko seems like not the best without like the rares that he has That's available right. so yeah. uh, leviah it is i think leviah has a great common carpool and we'll, we'll talk about that but you know I, i'm, I'm gonna yeah, be jamming yeah. leviah now sounds good when we first had you on here i wasn't doing the the segment the fresh faves per se this, this is my favorite part of your podcast now <laughs> now and, and i I've, i figured since we have you back on we're gonna we're gonna throw the fresh faves at you and yeah, uh, yeah. and you're familiar with it. Um, I'm going to ask you yeah. your favorites of of a couple different categories here. Now, who is your favorite hero? Favorite hero. So, so yeah. So so back when we did the first podcast, I think my favorite hero was Viserai, and it is still very much my favorite hero from a sort of lore and flavor perspective. It's like the dark, the dark warlock sort of character. Um, so yeah, my sort of attraction to characters is their lore and their theme and how I can relate to them in like other RPGs or games that I've played. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Viserai was yeah very much one of my favorites for that reason. Still is. 
Um, although I did lose a bit of love for him when obviously he was just getting played left, right and centre. <laughs> um, so, and he was using a weapon which was not his actual weapon, let's be honest. It's not, Rosetta Thorn is not Viscerai's weapon. It doesn't um, make sense, as I don't know why no, they did that. <laughs> no, it should be an elemental Runeblade weapon, but here we go. That's a whole other podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, Viscerai is still one of my favourites. And of course, Azalea as well. Not for the reason that Azalea has A and Z in her name. Uh, but um, but yeah, Azalea, one of my favourites as well. Always love Ranger, always love the mechanics and the theme of putting something into your arsenal to then fire it off. Very, very thematic, flavourful. Uh, and I do I do, do still think at the moment that she has potentially the best shooter effect in the game with not the Death Whistle and the best on-hit effect of Red and the Ledger. It's just the fact that she's not consistent enough to be able to, to, to threaten what's going on at the moment. But yeah, still mm-hmm. one of my favourites. I love the sort of assassin, rogue, thief sort of class in RPGs. And again, she's the closest one to that so uh that's what i would say on those on those favorite yeah. hero there's probably two two heroes there yeah yeah i mean th- those are i mean the viscerai uh i'm a, i'm a little bit done with viscerai i know that some of the buds out there aren't happy when i say that but <laughs> you know I, but i have a, a massive respect for azalea uh, as a yeah as a deck and a and a hero and and for azalea players i uh, at the the calling in new jersey my first round was against azalea and and I got yeah. I got hit pretty hard. Those those tall tall arrows uh, were very was it hard. Tall for, build, wasn't it? Yeah, very tall. Yeah, and with a little bit of go go wide, but it it seemed mm-hmm. to really just want to hit super hard. And that's it was tough uh, with with Leviathan, Unfortunately, those sleep darts, man, that's, those will get <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, sleep dart tribal in commoner. Yeah. It's going to be a thing. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, uh, what is your favorite weapon? favorite weapon so again i'm going with two different weapons here uh and they're actually both you know sort of for the aforementioned heroes that are my favorite so with azalea i think uh favorite weapon for her or one of my favorites for her is Dreadbore, which is obviously the new one uh which came out of everfest um and with viscerize or rune blade i think it's, it's my favorite it's the reaping blade um and do you, I'm going to throw a question at you now, and all the listeners out there that might be listening to this now, now or in the future, can you decipher why those might be my favorite weapons? Um, well, if I had to guess, <laughs> Dreadbore, well, you want to play it in Azalea, and is one of the most badass-looking weapons in the game. Yeah. The Reaping Blade, uh, well, obviously you can play it in Viscera. I Why, why do you look at Reaping Blade and, and that's your favorite? I'm not... I mean, it's yeah. very cool as well, and very metal and purple. Uh, and I know you very know. metal. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that, that's a good answer that I didn't actually think of. They are very both very metal weapons, aren't they? Like pure <laughs> deathcore style. Um, but um, but yeah, so basically, both of these weapons uh, in the text boxes they have a static effect on the mm-hmm. weapon. So Dreadball says you can't play defense reactions from hand. And uh, Reaping Blade says if it if it's dealt dam- if if you've been dealt damage or something no if you have if someone has more life than any other hero they can't gain life. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, both weapons have a static effect that then gives you a another ruling on the actual game in question that you have to navigate around. So I think it's a very very good design space for rangers. I think in general because if they have a weapon that says right defense reactions can't be played at all. You know, you can't block with whatever card. You can't block with your armor or something like that. Yes, that's going you know ridiculously far ahead. But um, 
I love the fact that both of these weapons have static effects on them that then sort of change the game state. Uh, and I think that's um, I think that's a nice little a nice little thing that they could experiment with going forward is you know rules, uh, weapons or pieces of armor or something that you know if it inflict something else on the game state I think is quite good. Yeah, and you don't see a lot of that in the game currently. You know, we see a lot of on hit effects or or some triggered abilities. Uh, yeah. These these static effects, while while the dreadboard stat effect is clearly powerful, the reaping blade seems to kind of be hinting towards something in the future uh, that yeah. we're going to have to worry about, which is kind of cool as well. Yeah. Now and the reaping blade, I was uh, the reaping blade was what I was using before Rosetta Thorn because it's just a one uh, attack for one for three mm -hmm. with just a with just a weird ability on it. So I was using that before Rosetta came out, and then it just makes sense, unfortunately, to use the Rosetta <laughs> instead. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, well, I got a soft spot for the. It's like blade. the bittersweet thing that we have to use Rosetta Thorn every god dang. Yeah. <laughs> That's room thing, blade but <laughs> yeah yeah well I, briar will get living legend eventually and then we'll never have to deal with it again now exactly uh a favorite equipment favorite equipment so um in uh it's just it's a funny one because uh i've never owned a tunic before so the the thing i always go to is heart and cross strap so um it doesn't block for anything, I know, but it just basically says, in the decks that I play, it basically says, your next attack, whenever you deem it necessary to be to do so, is free. Mm -hmm. um, so I just I just like to have that, that fail-safe where I can just be like, right, I'm going to crack the cross strap now to make this battering bolt cost nothing. Um, or this red in the ledger can now just attack. I don't have to pay for it. Um, so yeah, I, I do like that. And obviously we've had we, we we've had a little spoiler recently as well for that blossom of spring, which does sort of the same sort of thing where you crack it and you get one resource. Um, but um, but yeah, I think yeah, I've always liked heart and cross straps simply because I don't have a tunic, but it just allows me to play anything at any time for free in my decks, basically. Yeah, yeah. The I know there's been some discussion about that blossom of spring as well you know it, it, it's significantly worse than tunic visits it's, it's not an instant speed but uh, right. hopefully a, a good commoner option if it is a common when it comes out i believe it will be and yeah. uh yeah it, it'll be cool to see now what is your favorite non-hero non-weapon non-equipment card your your run-of-the-mill cards your your instance non-attack actions and attack actions Oh yeah, so this is like a collection of cards, um, and it's like a mechanic in general that I think should be fleshed out more in the future, and that's discard effects. Um, so any any effect on a card that says target hero discards a card or has to discard a card unless they do this or that, I think is a very underrated strategy, which you know it doesn't have much support at the moment. There's a few cards out there that do it, mainly in um, Runeblade with Reek of Corruption and Consuming Violation. I think those sort of, you know, if we can interact more with players' hands, I think that's going to be um, a fantastic strategy to go. Especially if you know ninjas come out of nowhere now with obviously the uh, the the uprising stuff. Um, interacting with players' hands, I think, could could screw over a lot of those. I want to play in my entire handout situation every turn. Um, and more controly effects. Like obviously, the ice does it, um, like Winter's Bite and stuff. That you know, the ice is sort of going into that. So I reckon we might see more of that in Uprising as well, with regards to um, just sort of taxing effects and you know starving them of resources, whether it's cards from hand or frostbite. Yeah, I, well, as a Leviathan player, I'm not a huge fan of 
these these <laughs> strategies. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I the, I can only get hit by the dominated uh, crippling crush from Starvo so many times where I was like, oh well, I'm yeah. about to take uh, so much blood debt. But you know, it, yeah. it it is what it is. But yeah, you know, these 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 effects are really cool, and I'm sure we're going to see expansions on them um, mm-hmm. for for sure. And and the, the nice thing about them is is or at least for brute is uh, you get to discard things like uh, Beast Within to kind of get that card back, and it's like a little gotcha, yeah. which is fun. Um, but, yeah, so that was the Fresh Faves. I hope, uh, you know, everybody enjoyed as his answers. I know I did. Um, <laughs> and speaking of answers, we have some listener questions. Mm-hmm. So in the Buds Discord, everybody's welcome to join. It's in the link tree if anybody's interested. As hangs yeah. out in there, as, so, uh, as well as a lot yeah. of other great people. And uh, it's it's a good time. So I, I put it out there. I said, hey, you know, our, our bud as is going to be on the show. Does anybody have some questions? And uh, I'm going to fire some off. <laughs> the first <Sounds> one <laughs> is from Azor, who says, oh, yeah. flicking cards, question mark? <laughs> flicking cards. What do you... <laughs> What do you feel about this? I mean, I, I'm not I'm not too bad about it. You know, if people are flicking cards, you know, that's their way of sort of dealing with the anxiety that I'm coming in with a red in the ledger. That's fine. Uh, but I don't I don't do it personally. Uh, I don't I just I just sort of look at my hand and then place it on the table and then just fold my arms and just look to, look at, look at my opponent directly in the eyes until they make their decision. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's it, it's a weird one. What do you think about flink, flicking cards? I, do I, I definitely do it. I don't think I yeah. do it a ton. As, as much anymore uh, based on how I've started to play flesh and blood like I, I like to keep my hand in in a in like an order that that makes sense for the turn I'm about to have uh, yeah. and especially if I play out a, a, a I guess I do it more when I'm on the defense and I'm thinking about how I want to block yeah, yeah, yeah. Less so when I'm on offense and then I'm throwing out attacks at people. I usually do the same thing. I put something out and then I kind of put them down and, you know, wait for them to do whatever math they have to do. Which, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, you know, a wise man once said math is for blockers. So, you know, it is, yeah. <laughs> that, that's how I feel about flicking cards. Yeah. Cheers <laughs> uh, for the question, as all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and and the, the next question comes from Super Legend who says, yep. how is it possible to keep casual formats casual? Do you keep it on the kitchen table, or or do you keep prizes out of it? Tryhards yep. manage to wiggle their way into casual things eventually. Yeah, I think I think, um, I think uh, Super Legend sort of answered the own question there. You do have to keep it kitchen table, I think. If, as soon as you put prizes, prizes on the line or any sort of stakes on the line, I think... That's when you will get the tryhards coming in to break formats or you know take home whatever the prize is. Um, I think yeah, that's it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to balance because I know that commoner is going to become quite quite popular uh, and I think there probably will be like sort of prize support and you know all that sort of thing for it. So it's going to be interesting to see whether that does morph the format um, going forward. But yeah, keep it keep it casual, keep it kitchen table, just use it as a palate cleanser from your sort of blitz and cc stuff and you shouldn't have an issue i don't think yeah yeah and i think things could exist in a you know like a two separate ways right i think that you know like commoner we saw some big event like side events at new jersey 
where people were yeah. playing for some great prizes, like the lore book, I think, was one of them. And yeah. people brought some really, you know, intense decks, which is, which is great. But also, I think it's it, it can also exist on the kitchen table. It can also exist in, in the learn-to-play space as yeah. well. Um, it, it's, it's, it's tough. I, UPF is, is another story, I think. Uh, outside of the the one weird tournament they had at New Jersey to get the <laughs> the the gold foil silver palms, uh, yeah. I think that uh, that that one's pretty easy to keep casual. But commoner might be a yeah. little bit harder. But we're gonna dive into like kind of two different um, schools of thought with commoner uh, in a bit. But yeah, that's a great question, Super Legend. Uh, Definitely. The bud Caleb, who mm-hmm. uh, him and his brother Seth are awesome and uh, i'll be hanging out with them in vegas in a few weeks nice asked so i remember reading about a player made format called arena i know i know he says uh, <laughs> i know what he's referring to each yeah. player makes a deck with two young heroes the life total of the player is the sum of the two heroes the deck is 60 cards singleton that can use both specializations and class cards of both heroes each hero ability is also available to the player I've never had a chance to play this format, but I think it sounds fun. What do you think? I think I, I think that sounds I think that sounds really fun. It really I, think, does. I think that could yeah, I think I think that could be even more fun than than commoner. You know, for a casual kitchen table sort of style thing or like a you know, a weird arena table at an event just you know, just to have a bit of fun, nothing on the line. I think that could be really interesting. Because um, then you could sort of pair you know, two two sort of you know bizarre heroes together, and you know you could you could build loads of different types of decks that sort of support each each other. Um, so I think yes, yeah, so I think it's a I think it's a really good idea. I'm surprised that nobody has made content on it yet. Well, so if you're, m- maybe if you're listening to this, yeah, maybe you're the one. Has maybe you maybe are. I'm the one. <laughs> I mean, oh. it it does sound really cool. You know, obviously, I'm already thinking well. Why don't I just play a chain deck with Leviathan so I can just turn off the blood debt <laughs> that I'm, yeah. I'm that I'm accruing from my uh, my uh, carrion husk and stuff like that? But you know, oh. uh, how how good how how good would Leviathan be with a single soul shackle on the field? The best, probably. Oh right, unstoppable. Yeah. But unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, awesome. Uh, now our, our friend Capolo, who was uh, uh, you know. Was a great guy, got downgraded to medium fella, and then, you know, he thought he was the best bud because, you know, he is a nice guy, but uh, we have to keep him pretty medium. He's going to stay at medium fella for now. He asked, do you think that allowing to play rare weapons and equipments is a good idea for the commoner format, or do you think it can cause some imbalance in the format? I think think the, the, the weapons that are sort of classed as rare, um are not really weapons you see played very often anyway, I don't think. Apart from, obviously, the mandible claws. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, like tech, like, like um, the plasma barrel shot, I think, is rare. There's a few other um, sort of funny sort of rare weapons that can just sort of... If it opens up a different deck style, then I'm all for it. I don't think there's any rare weapons that w- would cause any issues at this stage. Um, so, for now, until, until we see um, commoner pick up and decks be built... You know, sort of built and tried out on that. I don't think it's going to be an issue, um, but yeah, that's it really. Yeah, the right. yeah, and you you nailed it. I think with mentioning mandible claws, that's probably the the most playable rare that I can think of. Maybe redliner 
for for uh, the the um, the Rangers out there, but yeah, I don't think it really matters. I, I, there's there's some other things that are going to cause some imbalance in the format that we have to worry Sorry. about. <laughs> which we'll yeah, talk scenes about. of agony being unbanned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. But yeah, now great yeah. question, Cap. And um, and then the last one comes from Andromeda, which I said wrong the last time. I said Andromeda, and I guess I, <laughs> I just don't know. I I don't know. I was, I was I'm sorry. Andromeda. <laughs> Andromeda, uh, <laughs> T, and, she, and and they ask, do you think commoner is actually good to use? to introduce people to flesh and blood. Yeah, I think it's, I think it is a good way to introduce people, um, you know, cause it's a low entry point, you know, you don't have to pay loads to get into it. You know, you can play with the majority of synergies in, you know, in decks and get an idea for what the heroes do around the cards that are available. Uh, and then if you do want to look at, you know, actual gameplay, actual formats going forward, you can sort of start adding those, those more expensive majestics and rares to, um, I say that majestics and rares aren't really that much, depending on which ones you want. But you know, you can start doing that after you've played a few commoner games. If you think, "All oh, right, yeah, I really like this here. I really like what they're trying to do," I can now go and pick up those rares and stuff, and I can see why those are rares and majestics in comparison to the ones I'm using. So I think it is a good entry point um, to uh, to the game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and the the commons typically, you know, with some exceptions, don't really mess around with the the core mechanics of the game so no. you know you, you're really getting the best view of of how these cards work before you start getting a little wacky and get a little a little more intense with with uh the game exactly, so yeah yeah great question andromeda great question those are listener questions they come from the buds discord anyone as i said um is welcome to join now let's get to the main topic mr as commoner is here officially finally you know some some people have been playing it in 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 different ways some were adding rares i think they were calling it sub super or something like that but now lss has officially recognized commoner as a format and we've already got some side events and stuff like that um where where people are playing it it's it's, um it's pretty exciting now you know you've started making some content for commoner What what are your general thoughts on the format yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I, f- I think it's. I think it's really, really good. Um, I mean, I'll be, I'll be at the cut. The card pool is still. You know, it's ever going to be expanding. We've still got quite a small card pool for it at the moment, but I think it just allows people to just you know get away uh, from you know the typical formats and just play games with decks they might not necessarily have experimented with in the past. Um, but then saying that, it's it, it's in. A, I think it's in a bit of a weird weird place because it it wants to, it wants to be. Or I don't know if, whether it wants to be, but I I view it as being more of a janky format. But you know, as soon as you like the question we had earlier about you know when has it become tryhard, is that what it's going to become? I don't know. Is you know as soon as you sort of make it a side event, will will people try and break it? You know, is that what Commoner was supposed to be? Um, so I don't. I, I'm not sure right now as to what. Um, what they want to achieve from it but at the moment i think it's yeah a nice little palette cleanser um and that's what i think it should be but i guess i guess there's always going to be people that want to break it isn't there so yeah you, you can't you can't help it with with uh gamers in general right we no. uh, we all want to do something crazy we all want to be you know yeah. the person who, who does something first but you know mm-hmm. the, you, you bring up some good points there but 
and where do you think the the place for this format will be? You know, that we we've seen events, um, but do you think it will primarily be on the kitchen table, uh, or the tournament scene, or or just both kind of coexisting? Um, I think yeah, I think it can can be played on kitchen table. Um, I think I think the most effective use of commoner will probably be sort of entry level events though. Uh, where you might have like a, a small sort of prize, but it's mainly tailored towards sort of newer players, people that haven't actually had experience with the game yet. And I think, again, as, as we said just now, I think it's a, a great entry point into the game because it's very, very low barrier of entry. You can basically, anyone who's trying to start a community in their in their area can just make decks out of bulk that they've cracked from sealed, from sealed product and sort of just, you know, make an event for intro or sort of beginner's events. So I think that's probably the most effective use of commoner, but I understand why like you might want to run an armory event or some sort of other event that is commoner focused just because it gives you a bit of a palate cleanser and it might sort of attract a new <coughs> a new audience that are sort of fed up with you know the meta at their local game store and stuff. So I think there's loads of positives to it. Um but I do think it's I think it should be used as either an intro beginner event or just switching things up, making you know local game stores more varied in the events that they they're holding. I think it's we'll do we'll do a good job of that. Yeah, and I, I agree. It's going to make for a good palate cleanser in the armory circuit, and yeah. and I would like to see you know them kind of plan commoner armories around their their like learn to play events. If if LGS runs a learn to play event like earlier in the week, and they have the armory later in the week. They can be like, hey, you know, I hope you enjoyed this this game. We're going to run an armory this week and we're going to do commoner because we know we're going to have a few of you you people kind of come and play. And I think that's a that's a great way to kind of put everybody on the, the, the same foot. You know, as you mentioned, you know, you've never owned a tunic. Yeah. Why should you be, you know, punished for that? Because it's exactly, an yeah. expensive card. So, you know, it, it puts everybody on the same playing field in terms of what they can afford which is nice and i think that is it probably important for the the growth of the game it won't be the most popular format it won't be you know the next cc and i doubt it will even be the next blitz but it's it's going to serve its purpose but um as it stands is there anything you would change to the format whether it's bands or 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 how the card pool works um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think anything at the moment is too good. I mean, obviously, I know I've played a, I've played a few games of it so far for this series, and I did lose against a chain, mm-hmm. with, which had seeds, well, obviously had seeds of agony in it. Um, so, but I haven't played I haven't played enough games to 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 really sort of gauge whether there needs to be anything. But I don't think there needs to be any bans at the moment. Uh, I think it is still being sort of figured out, and that's why they've left it open with, with regards to you can just use any card. Um, but um, if, if, if anything, I would change to the format. I mean, I actually ran a uh, with the Go Again Gaming Open three, which is like a tournament I do, Discord tournament every few months or so. The last one I did, Go Again Gaming Open three, it was commons and rares allowed in your deck, and mm-hmm. I thought that I thought that that allowed a lot more experimentation with regards to what you could and couldn't do. Um, like, you know, Prism loses loses a lot of cards if you don't include the rares, like the Spectral Shield Generators. Uh, what, what, Prismatic Shield, I think it's... Yeah, Prismatic Shield, I think it's called. Um, 
and yeah, a lot of a lot of heroes do suffer by not having the rare slot. Um, so, like your favourite Levar doesn't get endless more or uh, writhing beast Hulk, which is a bit of a shame. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, so, but I will say we do get Dread Screamer. That that's the yeah. that's the real engine in that deck, and and the Graveling Grounds as well. So can't can't complain too much. But yeah, no, I agree. I I've played quite a bit of that kind of mixed uh, rare and common or or rare and yeah. commons format, and it is it is fun. You get to do some wacky stuff. I wonder if that's a change that they will bring about. And then uh, you mentioned Seeds of Agony. I imagine if they do a ban list for for commoner seeds and probably ball lightning are, are, are uh, on, true, yeah. on the list to be uh, axed because they yeah. are <laughs> quite powerful but you know what, what can you do now i thought it'd be fun to kind of list our f- top five heroes for commoner uh in two different ways our top five for jank which i know you love and yeah. our top five for competitiveness because you know i think they there will be two different kinds of tournaments that we see for commoner uh one where people are going going hog wild with the jank and then somewhere where they're just playing seeds of agony and ball lightning <laughs> yeah well i've got to be honest when i read when i read this uh when i read this bit this this part here top five heroes to play for jank top five heroes to play for competitiveness i i completely missed the fact that it was we, we was on about commoner <laughs> <laughs> well I, i'm so, sure it'll actually be kind of close <laughs> well we'll see but it could be absolute trash now but never mind um but um but yeah so uh so yeah just start with the jank ones i guess shall we yeah yeah you you go ahead and list your five and and, and say why and, and then I'll, I'll and i'll hop on and list my five yeah so top five heroes you play for jank i said azalea as number one of course um of course i would say that um then i said the merchants so i was referring to genus and cavdayan mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean those are i i almost i forgot about them on my list i they probably would have made yeah it. yeah exactly just you know just creating coppers and then doing nothing with them because <laughs> there's no there's no payoffs for the for, for them at the moment apart from kasai so they're just getting rich for no reason <laughs> so so if you can win with those fair play um KO is, is just fun for Jank because you can just sometimes hit someone for 14 with a common card. Um, obviously, I, lo- I looked at this list and I didn't realize it was for Commoner. But, you know, looking at Commoner, KO comes out of nowhere. Um, so I think that could be quite fun to just kill someone with a with a lucky roll. Uh, Reinar I put on there for Jank um, because you can... Sorry, carry on. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's that's a it's that tracks. I think Reinar can be pretty janky, and uh, yeah, I'm looking at your list. I'm seeing a lot of brutes here. <laughs> yeah, a lot of brutes for jank. Um, just because you can't really control them, can you? And I put Levi mm. as well underneath Levi, uh, underneath Reinar as well, just because you can't really you can't really mitigate the uh, the die rolls or the discards or anything as well if you're not running the the rares and stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- those are all some great janky, janky cards. I, I think Reinar probably could be, could play pretty well if, if I don't have it yeah. on either list, but Reinar, I think, uh, could be, I think you can play a the, the that club, like, that, that club control version of Reinar and just like block yeah. out all the time. <laughs> I think he can bring in it. the club. Yeah. 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 Um, but for my janky decks, I put Prism because, as you said, a lot of the good cards. Yeah aren't really there it'd be a real challenge to make some weird janky probably like a herald build of of prism 
Uh, not that I want to. I hate Prism, but you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I did put Viscerai mm-hmm. because I feel like the the common pool for Viscerai is a little bit weaker than the other yeah. two Rune Blades. So I think it, you're going to have a lot more fun playing with Viscerai uh, in in Commoner. And then mm-hmm. followed by that, I said Kano. I think Kano is. I mean Kano's, Kano. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could do some cool stuff, and I actually heard, uh, you know, talking to a friend that played in the Commoner event at New Jersey that he played against a really cool Kano deck and managed to to live at one life, but yeah, he was a little concerned because he didn't think they that Kano had it in him. And and then I put another yeah. wizard, Icelander, because the the mm-hmm. Kraken's Aethervane is is majestic. So that's right. Yeah. Can't really do the the typical Icelander nonsense with with uh, no. with commoner, and then I followed up by Azalea, and it's the same same reason as you. I think Azalea is <laughs> always going to be the the jank. She's always going to be jank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now who <laughs> who did <laughs> you put for competitiveness? Uh, so again, I, I, I was thinking of this list as like post Starvo meta. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I'm actually looking uh, at this list that you put, and a lot of this makes sense. Like, even yeah, for yeah. commoner. Yeah. So, Lexi, um, I think she's very, very interactive, uh, and she will be interactive, you know, no matter what meta you put her in, because the Frostbite tokens, the discard effects and stuff, and I think in any format, that could be really, really good. And we have seen it played to extremely well recently. Um, so, yeah, that's why I put and Lexi on there. And she gets ball lightning in this format. She does, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. E- even better. Even better. Um, then I put Briar and Chain, obviously, because the inherent go again on their abilities is just ridiculous, uh, especially in Commoner. Um, Viserai I put on here for competitiveness, but that's only because I thought the list was for um, actual stuff happening <laughs> in the actual formats rather than Commoner. Uh, and then I put Oldium on here as well. Again, another another both well both Viserai. Vis- the reason I put Viserai on here is because of the fact he's got a lot of discard effects. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I keep ha- I keep hammering this home recently because I think it will see play at some point. But he's got the the Rune Blade discard effects, and Oldium again is using ice. So I think the you know the ice mechanic and all that sort of thing is very interactive and starving people's resources. I think is going to be good. With uh, with obviously the inherent ninja that's going to come out in Uprising. Um, well, it, it is interesting. Viscerai does have reek and consuming volition, yeah, and, and pummels in, in in their. I mean, I guess you can't pummel a consuming, but you can pummel a reek. And yeah, you um, can. Yeah, uh, that would be a really oh man, that would be an intense deck to play against. And then well, you old, could even yeah. You can even raise a you can raise a reflex the um can you raise a reflex the you consuming can, violation yeah yeah it's a it's a one cost yeah. so oof. yeah All right, now the deck's coming together now yeah and, <laughs> and then Oldham I mean he just played Macho Grande you know turn one Macho yeah. Grande I mean it's hard to it's hard to argue with the inherent dominate and and the control factor that Oldham can yeah. put out there uh, mm-hmm. I had a similar list kind of I did have Chain and Briar for competitiveness yep. in 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 uh in commoner mm-hmm. obviously because of the seeds and the the ball lightning huge factors yeah. there i did put Leviathan. i had to because i feel like nice. hooves of the shadow beast red screamer graveling growl and 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 yeah like hungering slaughter beast that all kind of uh feels super strong to me 
Mm. But, you know, like like most Leviathan builds, could kill itself quite easily. <laughs> um, well, you'll see it eventually. People <laughs> listening now in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. And then yeah. uh, I put Ira because... Actually, I put oh, Ira and Katsu. I feel like both Ira and Katsu, just the Kadachis are just so strong. And Ira is yeah. probably a little bit more strong uh, than, than Katsu in this format. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's interesting that um, we kind of came up with similar lists here. Outside of yeah, the, yeah. Um, <laughs> you going heavy on the brutes and <laughs> in, in the jank, but, you know, uh, it is what it is. But yeah. speaking of some cards that we can – you know, play in this format. What are what are some cards that you feel you know have their chance to shine in commoner? Because you know, sometimes you have uh, these really cool commons, but they're just not cutting the mustard in in the competitive formats. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so um, I think I think the the list that I compiled was basically like two cards that do similar things. Um, but um, yeah, the first the first one mm -hmm. uh, is uh, Sun Kiss and Moon Wish from the Arcane Rising set. Um, I think these are I'm going to shout them out because they actually appear in the next UPF game. I played a Briar Sun Kiss and Moon Wish deck, which I think if I was playing it in Commoner would be if it was a one v one situation. I think would be absolutely bananas. <laughs> um, so you have to you have to sort of build your deck around giving Moonwish go again in order to play the Sun Kiss after it, which then allows you to draw a card and then go again. And if you draw another Moonwish, you can just play that again, go and search for another Sun Kiss, play that, draw a card, gain life. Then you know it's just ridiculous. So if you can get those chains off with Sun Kiss and Moonwish, um, and then you combine it with um, the next. Uh, cards on my list raise a reflex and pummel because you can pummel a moon wish mm -hmm. which is just fantastic um it makes it um it makes it really really i think it could be really good in commoner it didn't really spoiler alert shine in upf but um there was one turn when it just went off but i think in commoner it would be it could be a very good list to, to try and uh to try and throw together and briar obviously works into that as well because she can give uh, she can give a lot of the stuff go again by playing attack action, non-attack action. Um, she can fulfill that line quite often. And a lot of um, uh, the, the embodiments of Earth um, are also come in quite handy as well when you are blocking. And you can normally get that if you are forcing the on-hits through with pummels. Um, so yeah, I think, that'd be, um, I think that could be good. I, I actually also had the, the Moonwish-Sunkiss combo on my my list I, nice. I just, i've seen people try to break it i uh, i gotta shout out a, a bud that that was playing a wild <laughs> rhinar sun kiss moonwish deck at wow. a pro quest last last uh last season and man it was so funny because he was rolling scab skins like it was nobody's business and he would get up off yeah. the table to run the scab skins which wow. was so much fun <laughs> uh but yeah yeah I which, think of that yeah. Didn't think of that at all. Yeah. There you go. Idea, there actually. you go. <laughs> what else wow. did you have on your list? Uh, so yeah, I touched on it. Razor reflex and pummel for the number two because it's just you know forcing the on hit effects through in any deck is going to be um, is going to mm. be good. So yeah, nice common attack reactions. Obviously they're used in in metas as well. So yeah, definitely good. Then I had obviously we touched on it quite a lot. Discard effects in consuming violation and reek of corruption. I think um, both common cards. So I think you could make a. Like a, a like a chain or briar or even viscerai deck that uses these uh, viscerai will be harder to do I think because he doesn't have much go again enablers 
uh, whereas Briar and Chain do have go again enablers, which are mm-hmm. just built into the hero themselves, obviously. Um, so yeah, I think you can make some cool discard decks with uh, with those two cards in commoner. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty sweet. I I, I um actually didn't have any discard effects on my list, but mm. I see you have some ice like the the ice cards in general. You think are gonna really shine in commoner? Yeah, yeah, I love I love the ice cards, and the fact it's just you know the ice cards are inherently just very very good at interacting with your opponent, whether that's discarding cards or just taxing them. You know, it's you know it's it's making it so that they have to think every time because they've either got a frostbite or they're having to discard or what have you. They're never going to have an easy. You're making the opponent think constantly with ice cards, um, and you're not you're not letting them really play their deck because you are taxing them in a certain way. Um, so I think yeah, that could be a very interactive cards to use in this format. Albeit they're horrible to play against, um, <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> not very but, fun to play against. But not fun it, at all. It is what yeah. it is. Uh, yeah. and, and then and then finally, I see. Actually, this is a card that we both have. You put rifting, which I love that card. I put that one as well. Rifting. I just it's just so close to. I want to play the red uh-huh. one in brute so bad because it's got the six yeah. attack. And then, uh, you know, explain why you put uh, Cadaverous Contraband. Yeah, so I think this is mainly the red one, because, again, it's a two for six. Um, mm. And obviously, if, if it hits, you get... It's just a bit of recursion. It's just another on-hit effect where, in commoner, where you only have certain lines available to you, you might need to, you know, force an on-hit through to get something back out of the graveyard, which actually allows your deck to function a bit more. So it's just... Um, potentially putting some of those in there to just sort of smooth it out i guess and just having a, another you know okay rate of an attack for two for six um similar to rifting is two for six as well isn't it um, yeah yeah the red one so yeah some good yeah, on yeah. hits are always good um exactly yeah yeah i had rifting as well i had the 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 moon wish sun kiss combo i think that's really sweet i think back awesome. alley break line is is a card that we can see i have more play probably in in like azalea um yeah i think so yeah. In in commoner. And I put slogism because we see a lot of nimbleism getting played, but slogism kind of a, is is like nimbleism's ugly cousin. And, yeah, it and is. I think it, Oh no, not slogism. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then I think that uh, you know, we could see some really cool like yeah, big, big beefy attacks with the the slogism oh, yeah. in, in commoner. I think that'd be sweet. Just like huge go tall decks, which is a lot of yeah. fun. And then oh, I did put a Runeblade card on here, the Sutcliffe's Research Notes. I kind of like oh, yeah. that card. I think it, yeah. it plays really, really fun, and 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 uh, I'd love to see it. You know, get some play maybe in Viscerai in in Commoner. Yeah, it's a good enabler, isn't it? Because it gets you some rune chance most of the time if you're going the sort of hybrid strategy, 50-50 mm-hmm. attacks, non-attacks. It's got go again on it, so the next rune blade card you play after that will generate a rune chant from Viscerai as well. So yeah, I guess in commoner that is a good that is a good shout. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, very excited. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to, to explore the format more as 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 you know it kind of grows and we get more heroes and more cards. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that's that's commoner. Before we go, I wanted to see if you had any quick thoughts on the classic battles product. We don't have a lot of information other than stuff that's been leaked, yeah. even though it comes out in a couple of days. Uh, it seems sweet. It's very, very beginner focused, uh, it seems, and, yeah. and which is great. And I think that's awesome. Do you have any thoughts on it? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a great product. I'm not sure if it's really an entry level product. It's more like a 
It's, it's like a, it's like something you'd see on the. It's like similar to the jewel decks Magic the Gathering mm-hmm. used to do. You know, you see them in your local game store. You're out in the sort of town city with your friend, and you're like, oh, what's that then? It's you know, classic battles, Reinar v Dorinthia. Oh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab that. I can identify with Reinar. Okay, yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the lady. You know, it's just like, you know, it's just one of those. <laughs> Things you can, things you can pick up off the shelf and be and be you know get ready to play straight away. And I think, as well as that, it's killing two birds with one stone. Cause it might introduce people to the to the to the game in a way where they just play with their friends, kitchen table, and they might think, oh yeah, I'm gonna start upgrading these or look into the game more. But also, there's unique cards in them as well. So people that want to get those unique cards that are playing either Reinar or Dorinthia, um, I think is you know kills two birds with one stone quite quite excited about it and i think i will be doing um a stream of playing playing this against my friend next i think it's next week or the week after as long as his internet holds up so anybody who's listening to this now in the future you want to come and see some classic battles being played that's what i'm going to be doing it so it should be fun i'm playing the brute he's playing dorinthia good good i was about to say you better be playing brute (laughs) you better be playing brute otherwise i'm gonna get kicked off this podcast right now (laughs) Now do, you, now, do you have any uprising hot or cold takes? As uh, we, We're still a couple of weeks away from, from spoilers and, and uh, yeah. the release. Um, I think, yeah, obviously the fourth hero thing was debunked, wasn't it? That was, uh, that was, uh, that was yeah. shot down. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well okay, well, then there's still a chance that we get some kind of majestic hero that, you know, is hard to draft, but you can draft it if you open it. You know, I'm... Just I'm... I, I told Flake because we did a whole video and I was like, we're we're not giving up on this until it's there's absolutely no hope. <laughs> oh yeah, the fourth hero video. I remember that. <laughs> nice. Um, hot takes. No, uh, I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be really fun to see. I think um, this is going to be one of those sets as well that you know, similar to Monarch. Really, it's like a year or so apart from Monarch, and, mm-hmm. and the fact that they're bringing allies into it again. And, you know, sort of focusing on potential sort of building the board state in opposed to just, you know, chucking numbers at each other. I think it's going to be an interesting design space for the game. And obviously, with the dragons coming into it, it's just going to be awesome. Um, there's probably going to be some other stuff in there as well. I think uh, I think James White on a tweet that I saw earlier uh, earlier or the other day or something said about Ash Wings or something like that. Ooh. Um, it's relating to Ash Wings. I think there must be sort of like little phoenixes, phoenix birds or something. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be good, and it's definitely going to be explore a space that is more about board state development rather than just chucking numbers at each other, which I think is a good little design space to get into. But you don't want to sort of go into it too much because obviously I know you hate Prism because the fact that she <laughs> built the board state. Um, yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. I, I mean, you know, it is. I I play Doomsday, and I love getting Blastman right, out there. Yeah. You know, so I I enjoy that aspect of it. I think maybe less auras and stuff like that i think the allies are kind of cool and i hope uh i, I mean yeah. the the draconai already looks awesome so oh they do yeah <laughs> very 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 neat uh what's but, your favorite dragon what's my favorite dragon oh, i don't i have to look at what they do so far or, or are you just saying in general because it's gonna be just, just, just from how they look oh. just from how they look <laughs> uh i think the one that's spewing out the the blue fire Oh yeah, I forget which yeah, one. Is. Yeah, that one's pretty sweet. Yeah, so, looks really looks really awesome, doesn't it? Very excited to play with these cards. I mean, uh, yeah, this this might be my first foray into illusionist 
outside of of the prison i don't believe it <laughs> outside of the the, the <laughs> prison pre-con but you know yeah, yeah. we'll see how it goes but that's good to do it for the show thank you as for coming on you're always a pleasure and you're one of one of my best buds in the game and i appreciate you oh, cheers, for everything you do and, and all your content and all you know just just our friendship it's great you know yeah. you uh of of all people exude big buds energy and uh <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite appreciated so if you could for uh for the people listening could you please plug all of your things Sure. Yeah. So uh, I am on YouTube. Um, still very, very small in comparison to lots of others, but yeah, still just loving the game. And that's Go Again Gaming uh, on YouTube. And uh, quite active on Twitter these days, just because I love the community, love the people that are coming into it as well. And that's at Go Again Gaming AZ. Quite annoying that it didn't allow me to have the extra Z on the end there, so it's, it doesn't really fit. But um, never mind. That's where you can find me. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's 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 where I pretty much am at the moment with regards to. Uh, with regards to my sort of presence as such cool cool well and everybody can find me at fresh buds pod on twitter you can email the show fresh at gmail.com uh, join the discord check out the patreon if, if you're so inclined you know just uh you know we're, we're having a lot of fun out here and and uh i have i have a couple more things down the pipeline i'm, I'm getting into some writing which i'll share with the folks um out nice. there and then um that'll be exciting and as you know as i like to end the show <laughs> with uh some food and yeah. uh, uh i want to i want to touch on what cap mr capolo mr medium fella had medium said fella. <laughs> what <laughs> is the best candy in the uk and why is it the double decker Oh yeah, he he has hit the nail on the head there. That's exactly what I would say. I yeah, whenever my nan gets me chocolate for Easter, she always gets me like a double decker egg uh, with like four chocolate bars on the side, which I can devour in my own time. Uh, normally the same day, actually. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's a it is a great it is a great candy bar. It's like got like um, I'm looking at it now. Actually, it looks delicious. Yeah, I'm not sure if you can see the actual makeup of the actual bar or whether it's just a wrapper uh but it's got like uh nugget on the top layer and then it's got like crispy cereal pieces uh underneath that and then it's just chocolate on the bottom so yeah it's Ooh. just really really nice lots of textures and lots of flavors as you bite into it um which is what i like you get the sort of the soft sponginess then you get the crisp and then you get the chocolate oh, um man. that sounds good <laughs> yeah it's very nice um i'm gonna have yeah. to go to we have a uh, here in jersey we have a a store chain called world market where you can get uh, stuff from all over the world. And, oh, really? and, um, they, they tend to have some from some British candies and I'm going to have to look next time I'm there, I'll be grabbing one. So, you know what? I mean, I, I'm, uh, I'm yet to send you a package, um, which I'm not going to spoil on here uh, as to what it is, but I will include some double deckers on there in there. You're the best. <laughs> you're the best. <laughs> but, you're the best. You're the best. <laughs> Now, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Az. And uh, everybody stay fresh and have a good week. 